As a health professional, beauty and aging are the centerpiece of my research. And one thing is clear, if you want to age well, you would better keep your NAD levels high. NAD is a molecule in the human body that is vital to aging well and remaining youthful in so many ways. NAD creates energy, maintains healthy DNA, detects and uses nutrients efficiently, and even protects your cellular health. Unfortunately, from age 30 to age 70, NAD levels decline up to 65%. Simply put, when your NAD levels decline, aging accelerates. That's why if you care about aging well, you need to get Qualia NAD. Qualia NAD is a clinically tested supplement that can boost your NAD levels up to 50%. It's a vegan, non-GMO blend of three key naturally derived ingredients called NAD precursors that your body can readily convert into NAD. And 11 additional ingredients that support your body's NAD production. Qualia NAD is the easiest way to support your NAD levels deep into life, so you can stop losing one of the most vital molecules in your body for remaining youthful and in your prime. So if you're over 30, help stop your declining NAD levels with Qualia NAD risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance and use code radiance will score you an additional 15% off. That's qualia NAD at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance with code radiance to age incredibly well from the inside out. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's recording right here on the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm thrilled to have you joining me here today because in today's episode, I'm going to give you a few of my favorite winter slash dry skin tips. Now, this is the time of year, whether or not you are in the winter season or if you are in the desert, this is very applicable or if you are experiencing dry skin or sensitive skin, this episode is for you. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking all about facial and body exfoliation. And one of my upcoming skin camp lessons is on this very topic where I actually give tutorials and expand further and give specific product recommendations for face and body exfoliation. And obviously we don't get into that much detail here on the show that is reserved for a skin camp. And also if you're wanting to do things like sunless tanners, exfoliation is a huge part of ensuring that your sunless tanner is applied flawlessly. Now, when it comes to sunless tanning, that isn't exactly something that I can do a tutorial on here on an audio version episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. I will, however, be giving you a framework to allow you to set the stage for sunless tanning through some instructions. 
So in today's episode, we're gonna be focusing on face and body exfoliation tips. I'm gonna be sharing with you how often you should be doing things, the different types of exfoliants, mechanical versus chemical exfoliants, ingredients I'd like you to be really careful about that might be a bit too harsh, and ways to slowly incorporate stronger actives into your routine. Let's start with the basics. Before doing any type of exfoliation and using different actives like retinol, which actually could be considered an exfoliator, it's primarily looked at as an antioxidant. However, what it does is it speeds up cell turnover and you can get reticent flaking from that, which is essentially the skin like sloughing itself. It's making room for the new by bringing out the old. <laughs> And exfoliation is a key part of retinal use. So we're gonna be talking about that in this episode as well, which is, I think, perfect. So we're gonna talk about retinol. We're gonna talk about other actives, glycolic acid, lactic acid. You've probably heard of things like AHA, BHA, and salicylics. These are all considered chemical exfoliants. Now, before we incorporate things like chemical exfoliants, what we want to do is make sure that we are setting the stage, the stage for stable skin. Wow, that was a tongue twister and a half. I also have stages on my mind, as I just heard back from Dave Asprey. He sent off my up my uh, proposal for the ninth annual biohacking conference in Orlando, Florida, happening in June this year, which is really exciting. So I'm gonna be there if you would like to meet and connect. I'm looking forward to meeting a number of you who listen to the show. Don't mind my bracelets here, who listen to the show. I just really look forward to meeting you in person. So I have stages on my mind because you're gonna see me on the stage at the biohacking conference. Just a you wait, very exciting things. We're gonna be talking about beauty and brains and key biohacks for the skin. I'm gonna be sharing some new research and also some of my favorite research articles to help you really realize why biohacking is so important for healthy skin and slowing aging. Getting back to the concept of stabilizing the skin. How this is achieved is through the basics cleansing the skin morning and night with a double cleanse in the evening and moisturizing the skin morning and night with sunscreen every single day and gently exfoliating with a mechanical exfoliator anywhere from two to five times a week, depending on what your skin is up to. Now, let me break all of those aspects down for you because cleansing, moisturizing, exfoliation, and maybe doing some at-home mask treatments for hydration are all really important. And if you're wanting to download my easy skin steps, head on over to rachelvarga.ca slash slow aging, and you will be able to download my four keys to stabilizing the skin, the basics, and also five key biohacks for healthy skin and slowing cellular aging. And if biohacking is a new term for you, let me explain it. It is the art and science of basically modulating and having an awareness of your environment so that you can ensure that your environment isn't negatively impacting your body. So it's basically the art and science of hacking your environment to support your body. That is the Webster dictionary uh, definition of what biohacking is. Letting things stabilize first before doing actives like retinol, glycolic acids, lactic acids, 
AHAs, BHAs, salicylic acids, benzyl peroxides even are really, really, really important. So what I found is it takes about two weeks for the skin to actually stabilize. And I started to clue into this concept of how to get glassy skin and reduce redness with just the key basics because I've spent many, many years since 2011 actually looking at my clients' faces with photography. So say for example, in the clinic, someone comes to see me and we have a consultation and then I send them home with products. What I would do in the clinical setting in that type of situation is we take before photos before they even start their skincare. Then two weeks later, they might come and see me for a facial type of service or a laser or something else. So at that two week mark from when I first saw them to when we actually do something for them in clinic treatment wise, I started to notice that my client's skin was more glassy, less redness, and they were noticing changes and I was observing them in the photos. So as a researcher, what I like to do is observe things and the photos don't lie. A photo is worth a thousand words and sometimes when we use skincare, we don't always, or even have rejuvenation. Studies show that after about three days, after a rejuvenation procedure, you forget what you looked like before. That's why photography assessment before and after things are so important. And unfortunately, when I go and train in clinics, most clinics, because I teach both the clinician and the client, I teach the client what to do at home with their skincare and then what to do in the clinic with rejuvenation and give them that customized plan with ongoing support. And then in the clinic, I teach practitioners actually how to provide services in a way to give their clients the best outcomes. And more often than not, when I'm teaching in a clinic, the photography setup isn't great. So when you go into clinics, you may notice they use their iPhones, they use a tablet, they don't have like a proper photography system. Now, when I use a proper photography system, it actually gives me good enough photos that I can use them in my research papers, which is, which is really important. So I'm a Virgo, I pay attention to detail and all of that stuff. So when you start to notice common trends and hey, okay, it takes about two weeks for the skin to stabilize and it stabilizes after just being on a couple of key products, cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, scrub, that's the minimal, approach to skincare possible to keep the skin well cleaned, moisturized, sun protected and exfoliated. So after about that two, two week mark of, of doing good practices, then incorporating other things like maybe a retinol at that point. So when I like to talk about dermal rolling for my clients, I like to use the analogy of we're stabilizing the skin first for about two weeks, we're whispering to the skin. Then for about two weeks after that, we're gonna be talking to the skin with things like retinol, with things like copper peptides and even lactic acids. And then two weeks after that, we can do the dermal rolling. So you're really not incorporating things like dermal rolling or deeper laser sessions or anything like that for at least a month of stabilizing the skin, slowly starting to use more actives about once or twice a week, and then doing some deeper work on the skin. Now, the reason why I've liked taking this approach is I just noticed that when I first started to perform rejuvenation with lasers and other non-surgical options, is that if we just went straight into the in-clinic rejuvenation without preparing the skin, there was more downtime and the skin was more sensitive. However, 
when I started to coach and walk my clients through stabilizing things first, it was almost like we were doing some of the heavy lifting at home first. And then when they decided to invest in in-clinic rejuvenation, like lasers, sometimes injectables or surgeries or other things, whatever is the comfort level of the client and what we can determine is fine for them with their lifestyle and other health considerations, people just do better. They react better, they heal faster, and they actually get better outcomes, which is why I wrote my most recent research article, it's actually published in the Journal of Aesthetic Nursing, on my rejuvenation algorithm. And I really stress this, preparing the skin first before using actives like exfoliants or retinol or lasers to do the heavy lifting first and set the stage, the stage for optimal outcomes to have the most powerful rejuvenation possible. When you are deciding to invest in rejuvenation, we really want to make sure that you are getting the best bang for your buck. And I've really found since 2011 offering over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures that this is the way to do just that and also limit, um, things that could be reduced like excess redness or swelling or irritation uh, if people aren't preparing the skin. And unfortunately, a lot of clinicians, they don't know this. So lots of clinicians listen to the show, which is fantastic. So they'll be able to incorporate this in their practice or I teach it. But it's important for you as the client to know this information because it's super, super important. So when it comes to mechanical versus chemical exfoliation, I like to start off with mechanical exfoliation and there's a wonderful polish on my e-store at rachelvarga.ca. You can find my e-store there and also in the link of this episode, my e-store showcases about 15 different brands. And what I do is I pick and choose the best from each of those brands and distill it down. And it's almost like I'm pre-vetted pre-vetting everything for you so that you can shop rest assured that I've done the heavy lifting behind the scenes to make sure it's free of parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes, and fragrances, and that these things actually work. And that's why you can shop rest assured knowing that everything on the e-store is pre-vetted by me. One of the things I wanted to share with you is I have officially made us shipping free. So if you are in the US, you're ordering, shipping is officially free. You're not gonna have to do any customs or anything like that. So thank you for some of you who've ordered products over this last month through the holidays. There were some delays and, and all of that, but that is being worked out as we speak, which is fantastic. So thank you for your patience with that. If you have any questions about products or which products are right for you, either book a one-on-one -on -one consultation and use promo code podcast 15 to save 15% at rachelvarga.ca. And if we have already met and you have questions about how to use your products or anything, just send me an email info at rachelvarga.ca. So the first type of exfoliant I want you to use first is a mechanical exfoliant with a spherical type of grit. We don't want to be using things like sugar or salt or apricot hole scrubs because they can be a little too abrasive. They can actually create micro tears and can make sensitive skin even worse by opening things up and making things ripe for uh, interference from microbes and things like that. There's even mites that are involved in a certain, certain uh, types of rosacea. So there's that as well. Cleanliness is next to godliness, as I like to say. 
So starting with mechanical exfoliation about two to five times a week, what I want you to do is become in tune and intuitive with your skin. If your skin is dry, rough, or you're having some breakouts pop up, that's when you lean into your exfoliation. You can use the micro polish on the scrub. There's even some complexion renewal pads on the, sorry, no, <laughs> on the e-store. And those two are my favorite mechanical exfoliants. It's a spherical magnesium scrub, or it's kind of like a gritty gentle pad, like a little white pad with alpha hydroxy and beta hydroxy. Great for getting off dead skin. So the first sign of dryness or roughness or breakouts, that's when you exfoliate. If your skin is doing pretty good and it's not feeling super dry and it's looking pretty glassy, maybe take a day to three days off of exfoliation. So you don't need to exfoliate every single day. That might be too much. Basically what we want the skin to be doing is re-epithelializing. So the skin will build itself back up. If there's too much of the stratum corneum, the skin will feel rough and dry. So a lot of times people will go straight to a heavy moisturizer when really they should be cleansing, making sure they're rinsing off that cleanser thoroughly and then using some type of exfoliant and then their moisturizer will actually be able to penetrate the skin better because there aren't all these dead cornflakes stacked up on top of one another that are potentially contributing to dryness and then makeup and dirt oil debris from the air and cosmetic creams, sunscreens are just getting jammed up in there and that actually can create more skin irritation and sensitivity and redness and dryness which is why it's so important to cleanse the skin morning and night. Some people just cleanse the skin once a day or they're water splashers. And unfortunately that is not doing you any favors whatsoever. That can actually be contributing to making things worse. It's kind of like washing your hands. You're not just gonna put the soap on and then like not wash it off well enough. You wanna make sure you're rinsing your hands properly. And one of the funny things that I, I see in the airports is there's all these signs to you know be diligent with, with um, washing your hands and all these things for things circulating around the world. And yet the faucets for washing your hands have like a two second timer. You really should actually be rinsing your hands to the effect and washing your hands and rinsing to the effect of singing the alphabet. So there is that, or the song Happy Birthday is often a good song for hand washing. And keeping your hands clean before washing your face is really important too, because you don't wanna be transferring bacteria or microbes or you know, even parasites can be in your hands from touching different things, from food, uh, even shaking people's hands. So funnily enough, this might sound super gross to you. However, I'm writing a research paper on yeast, fungi, toxins, and parasites and the skin. And actually one of the uh, research papers I'm gonna be sharing is actually going to be uh, one of the topics when I present with Dave Asprey. So you're just gonna have to head to the conference to hear that drop. And hopefully by then, I'll actually have my research paper done too. Because those types of organisms can also create uh, lesions on the skin that might seem like breakouts, but they're actually not. And this has been pretty well studied by certain specialists, which uh, this kind of sounds gross at first, that, oh, there could be something crawling under the skin. Yeah, there could be. You deworm your dog, but you forget to deworm yourself. So that's why detoxing is so important. And you can find my favorite detoxes, like the Lifestyle Cleanse and Organifi products, 
on rachelvarga.ca forward slash favorites. That's my favorites page. You can also find that link in description. That's my pre-vetted list of biohacking products and devices that I absolutely love. So once you set the stage for stabilizing the skin, cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, scrub, using that mechanical exfoliant, sure, you can go in and add maybe those complexion pads with AHA and BHA. They're gonna exfoliate, they're gonna help with oils, they're gonna help with also brightening the skin. So if you're dealing with things like hyperpigmentation and melasma, that's also a great product as well. There's also something called the Bright and Clear Solution, which you can actually apply after cleansing like a toner, and that has lactic acid in it and that helps to brighten the skin also. So there's lots of different ways that we can combat dry skin, red skin, irritation, breakouts, hyperpigmentation. However, I do recommend that we customize this to your specific needs. That's why a one-on-one session with me is so helpful so that I can make specific customized recommendations based on your specific skin goals. Now, when it comes to things like retinol, or using at-home peels, you have to really monitor the skin. Now, when you start to use a retinol, or if you've tried a retinol in the past, you may have noticed that you had redness, dryness, and irritation afterwards for a couple of days to maybe even a week or two. Now, there are different strengths of actives and concentrations or percentages that are on the bottle that you're using. So when we're slowly incorporating actives, it's great to start with something that's a little bit more gentle. And then maybe once you're done that specific bottle of that product, then perhaps we can jump up to a stronger concentration and formula once the skin cell receptors have adjusted to the the concentration. Now, signs that your skin is doing well with things like retinol and other exfoliants is you'll start with say like a Monday or a Friday of using those types of products at night, always avoiding the eyes. So put cleanse your face, put your eye cream on, then do your at-home peel or your at-home retinol. And you just really wanna avoid the eyes because the skin around the eyes is thin like an eggshell. And you really want to be careful to not get those actives around the eyes. It can create eye swelling and irritation and redness. If you've ever put your retinol too close to the eyes, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and it just makes your eyes kind of sting. So we definitely want to be avoiding that. If you've done, say, Monday and Friday with your retinol, then maybe you could bump it up to, say, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then do that for about a week or two, then maybe you could go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The same principle applies to dermal rolling. When you are starting with dermal rolling, you just wanna start about one or two days a week, then bump it up to three, all the way up to two to five nights a week for your dermal rolling. Now there's a lot of not so good information out there on dermal rolling. Depending on, I would say, quote unquote, the agenda of the practitioner, lots of people don't like dermal rolling and lots of people love it. I find those clinicians that don't like dermal rolling, they want you to instead do their in-clinic microneedling However, I have been working with specific dermal rollers and specific dermal rolling serums and protocols since 2011, and my clients, I'm telling you, that are in their 60s to 90s that have the best skin are regular dermal rollers. 
Now, those that have had issues or other clinicians I've worked with that have worked with clients that had terrible experiences with at-home microneedling and dermal rolling, they're usually buying their rollers off certain websites and the needles could be blades, the metals could be alloys, and they're using the wrong products with it and they're not stabilizing the skin first or having the right products to use afterwards if there's a little bit of irritation, like I mentioned, like with using retinol and stimulating the skin. When you're stimulating the skin, you have to monitor things. So if dryness and redness and flaking is popping up, simply take a couple days off of using your roller or your actives to allow your skin to stabilize and go through the process of what's called re-epithelialization, which is where the, the epithelium of the skin, that top layer is rebuilding back up. Because if you're doing too much to it with exfoliation, mechanical and chemical, then you're just kind of like thinning the skin out too much and it's too sensitive. The other things to be aware of with exfoliants is to not have too much sun exposure the next day because your skin's just a little bit thinner temporarily until it re-epitheliizes after a couple days. So you have to be careful to not use retinol and dermal rolling the night before and then the next day, you know, go have some pool time or a beach time or a lot of time in nature. So just be aware of that. The other thing I wanna talk about with exfoliation is there are a few different options for at-home and in-clinic scrubs and exfoliants. Now, when we're talking about different exfoliants, I have three favorite products that you can use at home. One of them is the gel peel that you can find on my e-store. The other are the active peel system. And then another one is a customized blending system with a retinol that I'm gonna walk those in skin camp through tomorrow on how exactly to use that protocol. So that's something that I'm gonna say is a little bit more advanced and we're gonna save that for the skin camp program. So you're not gonna to wanna to miss out. Register at Rachel Varga Dossier for the skin camp that is currently running now. Jump in any time, catch the weekly live lessons. If you can't make it live, catch the replays and you basically get access to that program for as long as the program's open and you can rewatch past lessons at your convenience as well. It's great if you are a working professional or a mom and you can't always, or you have other commitments, you can't always make it live. You can literally watch those tutorials at your convenience, which is the feedback that I get from skin campers is that they love the ability to go back and rewatch something. And when they rewatch things, they actually pick up more insights from certain things that I've talked about I do get very in-depth and advanced in my skin camp programs. So if you're wanting to have smooth, healthy, glassy, clear skin, your basic skincare is necessary. Cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, scrub that's free of toxins and are actually going to work. So you have to also make sure that they're not using things like soya oil or canola oil. I see this actually far too often in skincare, rancid oils on top of parabens, salate, sulfates, artificial dyes, and fragrances. So you have to be really careful. So that's why you can shop rest assured, knowing that everything that's on my e-store is pre-vetted by myself. And most of the products on there, I've had clients using for years, and I love to hear your feedback on products as well. And sometimes if you notice on my e-store that something's been maybe out of stock for a little while, that could be insights that I'm slowly phasing it out 
Um, that isn't the case for the last little while because of the holidays. However, you, you may notice that over the upcoming months phasing things out because there could be something better that I found that I want to replace instead. So next up is sunless tanning. The way to get a flawless sunless tanner is to make sure you are well exfoliated. Now there's nothing worse than putting your sunless tanner on and you've just done retinol or you're in a dry climate in the desert or altitude and your skin starts to flake and then your tan comes off patchy and irregular and it just doesn't look good. That's why I'm not a huge fan of having these professional sunless tanning sessions done and then going on holiday because what happens is that's, that tan will start to fade, it might stick around on your elbows and your knees and then you look super patchy and it's just not a good look. I actually had this on my honeymoon I had a professional organic uh, sunless tanner application done and then my wedding dress actually chafed on uh, my inner arm area and it actually rubbed off quite a bit of my sunless tanner. So on my honeymoon, I wasn't super pleased about that because obviously you're taking lots of photos and things like that. So that's why I recommend actually applying it yourself, having control over the ingredients of the sunless tanner, and then being able to reapply or even remove it with a body peel, a lactic acid-based body peel that is available on the e-store as well, which I'm gonna be talking about how to exactly use that and other body exfoliation options. Actually, you know what? I'll just drop a free body exfoliation option now. I'm a huge fan of detox baths. So run your bath, put avocado oil in the bath or the fantastic pineapple or French vanilla body oil that you can find on my e-store with a ton of Epsom salts, about one to two cups of Epsom salts. Now, not too long ago, I spent quite a bit of time in the desert and what I noticed was my skin was so dry and it was just flaking like crazy. It's almost like I became a reptile and just like my whole upper body was just flaking like crazy. So for me, having been able to spend time in Florida, in the desert at altitude, and then also on the West Coast where there's quite a bit more air pollution actually, there's different nuances to each climate you're in. However, I love the idea of taking your detox baths and actually even using Epsom salts with avocado oil in the water or the pineapple or French vanilla oil and actually using the Epsom salts to mechanically exfoliate the skin on the body. Now, I'm not a huge fan of doing that on the face. There are wonderful benefits to bathing and using Epsom salts on the body because it is very detoxifying and it's also very grounding. Salt is very grounding for the body and also for the uh, the human biofield, which is essentially the scientific term of our aura or our etheric field. It actually, there's a whole study on the human biofield primarily happening in Europe. And I actually have a device that can actually measure the human biofield. It's called the BioWell. There's other types of photography systems available that allow you to get a snapshot. And this is different than heat coming off the body we can actually get an image of the human biofield. It's a fascinating area of study that I first started to look into, I would say about three years ago. I'm always fascinated with how the electromagnetics around us impact our bodies. Our bodies are 
constantly being signaled to and talked to and in amongst ourselves, we're having messages from our brain that create neurotransmitters to then create hormones. If our neurotransmitters are off, if the electromagnetics in the body or our environment are off, your hormones are going to be off. You're not going to be sleeping as well. Your skin's going to show it. You might have brain fog. I actually experienced this pretty strongly today, believe it or not. Me of all people, hmm. I was not feeling very good today. And one of the reasons why is I'm actually staying somewhere where I have my EMF reader because I'm actually doing a study on EMFs in the skin because there is an absolute link because EMFs actually make your blood stick together, which impairs oxygen and nutrient flow to organs and the skin, as well as taking away toxins like CO2 and metabolic products to then be filtered out through your kidneys and your liver and then excreted when you go to the washroom or sweat in the sauna. One of the things I hadn't been doing enough over the last few days is get out in nature in dead zones away from Wi-Fi and EMFs. And today I felt very off. My body felt a little bit jittery. I didn't feel quite right. I was like, what's going on? I've eaten, I'm hydrated. I haven't had too much coffee. I took a sauna. I've been on a PEMF mat, but I've been inside too much. So my body actually wasn't grounded. And sometimes people confuse this for feeling anxious or irritable. When really, if you are feeling anxious or irritable or you can't focus, what I want you to do is actually just go outside, put your feet on the earth, and maybe go for a walk in nature. Bonus points if you can find walks in nature that are dead zones where you have no cell reception. And thankfully, where I am right now, about a 10 minute walk, I'm literally at a mountain in the forest in dead zones. And so I emerged from my hike today. It was about an hour long by myself. It was beautiful. And I emerged back at the house feeling like myself again. So sometimes we just need to pick ourselves out, pick ourselves up and out from the home and actually just get in nature to really feel clear and ourselves again. So just an FYI, I just can't help but think about all these people on antidepressants or move to drugs and alcohol to try and calm their nervous system because their nervous system's dysregulated, because their brain isn't getting proper blood flow, because they are full of radiation. And we're hearing this more and more with people having high levels of radiation when they go and get their blood looked at through a live blood cell analysis. Dr. Beverly Rubick, R-U-B-I-K, is one of the top researchers on the effects of EMFs and the skin. And in fact, I'm referencing quite a bit of her work and the work that I'm doing as well. So if you're not feeling great, what's the moral of the story? Get outside. Go barefoot outside, plant your feet on the ground, touch a tree. Some people might think you're a little bit weird for that. However, being inside stories above the earth in say like an apartment building or condo wearing shoes all the time, that is weird. That is not actually how we were designed to live. We were designed to really be in earth, on the earth and in nature. So sometimes it's good to just get back to nature. And you may find that even some of your skin irritation and inflammation starts to improve simply based on the fact that your blood flow is improving and your brain will work better. Beauty and brains are more connected on a cellular level than you may realize. When your brain gets really good blood flow, 
that also means that your skin's gonna get really good blood flow. So starting to incorporate these simple practices of stabilizing your skin first, getting outside in nature, using non-toxic products, you will start to see the benefits within just a couple of weeks. For me, grounding outside, I noticed it after about 45 minutes of time spent out in nature. That's about how long it takes for your blood and your electromagnetics of your body to stabilize when out in nature and grounding. It takes about 30 to 45 minutes. You can check out groundology.co.uk for more information on what happens to the blood when we're on our phone for five minutes versus grounding outside for 30 to 45 minutes. This is actually uh, scientific and proven and you can literally visualize what's going on with the blood. So fascinating stuff. So we have come full circle, talking about stabilizing the skin, talking about using different skin actives for exfoliation, at home exfoliation options, which I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail in Skin Camp because there are some nuances to know and I have to keep the content here on the show just a little bit more general and not advanced because I don't want some of you doing things that you shouldn't be doing without having the proper guidance. It's just a way for me to protect myself also. And what we talk about here on the show is not medical advice, it's educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. Self-tanning tips, use clean self-tanning products. I love to use a mitt. You can find some of my favorite self-tanning products on the e-store at rachelvarga.ca. And actually application tips and strategies are shared in skin camp as well. So we are already at about 20 or 30 something minutes here on the show. So I think this is a perfect place to conclude. If you haven't yet booked your one-on-one session with me, I warmly invite you to do so for customized one-on-one guidance. When you book a one-on-one with me, you really do get that more off the cuff version where you're paying me to be honest with you. And a lot of times my clients end up saving thousands by having a really great, concise, customized plan for me that's not biased to whatever technology is in a clinic and the clinic's trying to sell you on packages of this, that, the other thing. I can't tell you how many clients that I've worked with that have just wasted thousands on really subpar treatments And then they meet with me and they're like, I've tried this, I've tried this, it doesn't work. So let me make it easy for you. And I warmly invite you to book a one-on-one with me at rachelbarga.ca. Use promo code podcast 15 as a thanks for listening to save on your session. Join Skin Camp now. Go to rachelbarga.ca. Our next lesson is tomorrow on exfoliation and sunless tanning. So Skin Camps are where I do the tutorials. So one-on-one is the customized guidance. Skin Camps is the tutorials. And then the schoolofradiance.com is that next layer. I teach people how to enter a room and have people notice them for all of the right reasons. So we get into quite a bit more detail on posture, on etiquette, on speech, on how to present yourself in a beautiful, radiant way, which will really help advance your personal and professional life. If you are looking for a new partner or you wanna get that spark back with your partner and be more in your powerful feminine that is just completely magnetic or your masculine, this is also for guys too, theschoolofradiance.com is perfect. It's also great if say you are someone like myself or someone who does presentations or is in a leadership role, this is all great knowledge 
to have at your fingertips so that you're conveying things to people in a way that is kind and loving, however, also powerful and competent and having clear boundaries. These are all things that are discussed in the school of radiance.com. These are really the things that I do behind the scenes that are allowing me to have just the most incredible opportunities come to me because I've done the inner work and I also present myself in a certain way. Sometimes people think that etiquette or cotillion or, or etiquette training in general is snobby. It's not. What it does is it actually allows you to feel confident in any situation, no matter the group that you are with. It also can be helpful to understand what good etiquette is so that when you see other people that are like that, when people take better care of themselves with their grooming and present themselves in a certain way, that can actually be insights that they could potentially be more trustworthy or have their personal and professional lives a little bit more together than say someone who appears very disheveled, uh, doesn't take care of themselves or their grooming, puts other people first. They not might not be the best person to do business with or get in a relationship with because they may actually have poor boundaries and aren't taking the time to care for themselves. Those are oftentimes the people that experience burnout the most. It's the concept of putting your oxygen mask on first before helping others. This may initially sound selfish. However, you will be a more effective mother, father, sister, brother, partner, spouse, colleague, leader, when you really take the time to learn how to be your best version for others. I mean, for yourself, you're gonna be reaping the benefits. You know, those around you are going to notice that there's something a little bit different about you and will be more attracted and magnetized to you. So it's all about getting the right attention from the right people in the right way at the right time in the right place and all of these things. This is what helps you step into your power and also helps you live your most radiant life. It's all about being luminous. It's all about being full of light and radiant and all of these things. It's not just about having great hair, skin and nails and looking like everybody else on Instagram or social media. It's not about that. It's about you cultivating your own unique radiant signature that sets you apart, that really gravitates the right people towards you in the right way. I'm sure you love this episode, learning all about stabilizing the skin, some insights for using different skin exfoliants, chemical and mechanical exfoliants, couple sunless tanning tips, making sure you're exfoliating ahead of time. And then of course, talking just a little bit about some things with um, watching your electromagnetics, because if you are experiencing redness and irritation to the skin, that can actually be a sign of poor blood perfusion to the skin itself, which is considered the largest organ of the body. And there's actually a body of research that is pointing to the fact that radiation, electromagnetics, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, all that stuff is contributing to eye redness, swelling, and irritation, as well as skin irritation. So we can actually measure this now. It is being studied. This isn't just woo-woo. This isn't just like way left field esoteric stuff. This is actually being researched and I'm putting together a compilation of the research that I'm finding and also my own analysis on it as well. So you're going to have to stay tuned for that research article. That one's been a long time in the making. There's even some really great research 
on electromagnetics and radiation on ovarian health. So think about that for a second, the implications with hormone production, with the ovaries. If the ovaries aren't getting great blood flow, there's gonna be downstream effects of hormone imbalances. So it's not just about putting a band-aid on something, taking HRT or hormone replacement therapy. It really is about getting to the root cause to simply give your body, your body the best shot possible to be in its most powerful, beautiful, radiant state. That, my friend, can often take more work than just showing up and asking for a quick fix. So if you're here, you're likely one of those individuals who's willing to do the work, and I'm super proud of you and grateful that you've joined me in today's episode right here on the Rachel Varga Podcast.